0: Amen, amen, Galatians chapter four, Galatians chapter four. Listen to the tone and texture. Verse one begins, it says, I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son and if a son, then an heir through God. Formerly, when you did not know God, you, you were enslaved to those who, that by nature are not gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather be known by God, how can you turn back to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose slaves you want to be once more? You observe days and months and seasons and years I am afraid I may have labored over you in vain. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your love, your grace, your peace, your joy, your faithfulness, your long-suffering. God, we thank you for being you. Uh, we thank you for this moment. We thank you, Lord, now for the opening of, the, of your word, Lord. The opening of your word brings light. We pray you would illumine us. We pray, Holy Spirit, you would have free course in this place today. Let your will be done. Shape us, mold us, uh, remake us. Oh, God, just for your glory. We thank you, Lord. I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word, Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength, my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. 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 In, uh, in 1991, The the sketch comedy show, I'm showing my age now. The sketch comedy show, In Living Color, aired a sketch that featured a man whose family had run away during slavery and been hiding for generations, never learning that slavery was ended. Hey, it was something, as the man came out of hiding to find freedom he encountered a a successful looking uh, black man who was moving about freely already who tried to assure him that freedom had already come. Uh, Nervous because of his condition, the man never really, he was never really convinced that freedom had come because as he interacted with the man uh, and they encountered uh, trouble from those who were moving about in the neighborhood, he, he, he watched how the seemingly successful person was still being treated in society as if he were in a position of servitude. But what the Wayans family were trying to do, they were trying to mix truth with humor, satire. It is a strategy uh, that that people have used for generations upon generations. They they wanted to point out that there remains a struggle for full rights, the full rights that freedom promises. Um, Now far from sketch comedy, was the time spent by enslaved men and women and children in Texas who remained in bondage over two and a half years after legally being declared free but never informed and released. Although they should have never been enslaved, uh, to begin with, their liberation became celebrated annually. Uh, First as Jubilee Day, and today, what we know is Juneteenth. What does what any of this have to do with the scripture today? Since spiritual bondage is the root of all other forms of bondage, the text reveals the source of all liberation. It's in here. Uh, the, 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 the children... Of God, uh, the text is urging the children of God to recognize now their full rights of liberation in Christ and reject any return to bondage. Uh, it's, it's urging us to live as God's emancipated children. That's the title of the sermon today God's emancipated children. The, the, just for a, a thought to, to carry us through, hold this, don't forget it. Christ rescued us for relationship and released us into full family rights. Christ rescued us for relationship and released us into full family rights. Last week, for those that might have uh, not been here or drifted off, um, Paul described how believers went from prisoners to people eligible for the promises of God in Christ Jesus. This was last week. Regardless of of worldly status or distinction, we have all been justified and represented with Christ as Abraham's offspring and heirs of God's covenant blessings. Oh, he was good news. He was unrolling for us, unveiling for us. Now we need to remember today as we move forward uh, that the breaks in the chapters were added later. They're not divinely inspired like the word of God. So the breaks were added later. So in the original writing, Paul's consideration of us being heirs from chapter three, verse 29, continues right into what we call chapter four today. He moves forward using now an illustration to help the Galatian churches more clearly understand how God liberated them in the the process of making them heirs and what that status actually means for their lives. What does it mean? Sometimes you read and you need to ask yourself, so what? Um, He explains and confirms their status from slavery to sonship, and then he shares the result of abandoning that status, a return to slavery. so there's options. Uh, he says, I mean that the heir in verse one, as long as he's a child is no different from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. Paul paints a picture of a, uh, the child heir. Uh, underage, child heir, under the complete control of a household or estate manager. He uses this illustration to highlight how life under that type of control, regardless of any legal claim to all of the assets and property, is like having it all and nothing at the same time. In that that way, uh, the the heir seems to hold, he says, no more status than a person held enslaved as a servant in a home. They they can't touch it. The the big difference, though, Paul uh, gets at here is that the condition that the heir finds himself in is only temporary for the child. It's only temporary. Everything still technically belongs to them. The heir has rights to it, but just no authority yet to claim it until the father's appointed time. Imagine, imagine uh, today a parent who, who, who sets up a trust fund for a child. Uh, a good parent. Now, the, the money in the fund belongs to the child, but they can't access it when, uh, 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 they can only access it when and how the parent stipulates. That fund could be for school, that fund could be for whatever it is, they, they can't touch it. <laughs> uh, Paul tells the church, this scenario is a lot like us. It's a lot like us, how Paul? He said in the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, I'm so glad, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoptions, adoption as sons. Uh, believers, Line up with the illustration in two ways. First, because of our our past status as children, the, the believers, they, they were all enslaved to something because of our past status, uh, children. In in the scripture, this word we talked about a little bit last week, this word used here for children, it may refer to a young child or an infant. It, it, It sometimes, though, describes some innocent childlike behavior, but other times it refers to someone without maturity or spiritual maturity. Like the folks uh, described in Hebrews chapter five, I'll put that in the description under the video so you can look it up, 5, 12 through 14. Uh, who, who, th- these folks who should have been teachers by that point in the faith, yet like infants, they were still living on milk, unable to move on to the meat of God's word. Um, they were described like children. Um, whether, whether it's through age or, or maturity, Paul is trying to plainly express to them that everyone has found themselves in some forms of bondage at some point, <clears throat> either to regulations or, or, or basic patterns that people are led to follow as they enter uh, uh, systems of worldly instruction, uh, coming in learning uh, uh those those ABCs one two threes what wh- whatever whatever it is that you that you start to learn as you're uh inducted into society or or to to other things. Think people have been in bondage to other things, other things in the environment that have been elevated as important by people uh, uh, like 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 idols with with demonic influence. Paul is talking and this thing is multifaceted like a gem, uh, the way he's using this description. He says, we, whether Jew or Gentile, we've all spent time subject to or enslaved to something. Paul calls them elementary principles Uh, Some translations say, calls calls them elementary spirit, elemental spirits or spiritual forces or, or basic principles. But they all point to being under control of systems or ideas that take precedence over God, holding sway over the lives of people prior to them coming to a place of maturity. You remember Paul said, when I was a child, I thought like a child. Spoke like a child, acted like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish stuff. Paul says, put it away. Uh, Enslaving elements, y'all asking questions. I can hear the questions uh, coming from the middle. Um, Enslaving elements for the Galatians like it likely included various types of pagan religion, like uh, the worship of stars and constellations, omens from the sky. Can you imagine stars determining what kind of day you're going to have? Breath. 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 What's wrong with these Galatians? Breath. Breath. Oh, you, that happens today. Uh, 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 some 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 people won't start the day without checking out their horror scope. I pronounced that right, horror scope. <laughs> they, they 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 But here it is. Here it is so so um some some were in bondage to nature worshiping. Uh, worshiping uh elements uh, earth wind air <laughs> fire uh, 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 water uh a popular a popular uh a popular one uh because we look at these people strange but a popular thing in in our time and in our cultures is the universe they give it they give it to the they talk to the universe. Um, <clears throat> these are enslaving, if, if, uh, 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 if we took a quick look around today, we'd find all types of enslaving elements, uh, <clears throat> addictions, uh, oppressive systems, uh, as, as well as materialism and constant pleasure-seeking behavior. All of it, enslaving elements. What they do is they they all make room for the false freedom of self-governing, which is really a code for Satan governing. You're you're going to be led and ruled by someone. So, so, uh, 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 that, that that's the Galatians Paul had already mentioned that the bondage of the Jews to the law, how they were held by it and uh, and even though the law we talked about it had its its good purpose, it was something that was used and twisted by Satan to enslave men and women uh, uh you heard uh Satan uh the devils trying to speak to The son of God, the word of God, about the word of God, trying to twist God's uh, intended desire for the word and get Jesus to do things out of line and out of order. He does it. He does it. Uh, uh, John Scott, John Stott helped describe it. He described it well, saying that God intended the law to reveal sin and drive men to Christ. Satan uses it to reveal sin and drive men to despair. God meant the law as an interim step to man's justification. Satan uses it as the final step to his condemnation. God meant the law to be a stepping stone to liberty. Satan uses it as a stumbling block to bondage. I like how you put that. Help to see it clearly look uh thankfully, thankfully in paul's illustration, don't forget his illustration. Believers line up with the illustration in a second way. there was the the bondage of the children, but the the status of enslaved children was given a time limit, so the believer that 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 status that they are in it, it had a time limit just like the young heir in verse 2 how they how he was uh, uh, under slave like restrictions until the date set by his father god the father set his own appointed time and and marked it by sending jesus it was a limit with a definite mark uh, uh, uh we 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 uh in, in the in the various cultures there there are those points of demarcation uh 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 in 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 this greco-roman culture the child would get to a certain age and then they would be under another person until they get to 21 and in uh, in Judaism a, a child is a child until their uh their uh what their bar mitzvah and then that, then they have a they, they're supposed to take on some uh, adult life. Look, in, in some African cultures, they have what we have, what's called a, a rite of passage. Only in our culture is, it, is there confusion when, when the children are no longer children. <laughs> it used to be a hard line at 18. You were, it was time to go now it it can, it can trickle on into the early 20s late in a, <laughs> but God says no blurry lines uh he uh, he 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 says i'm going to let you know when when it when it when it happens he called it he said it was the fullness of time it 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 was it was God's moment. Many people think uh, what, what what made that the moment that God sent his son. Many people think it was the conditions in the world that made the time full or complete uh, appropriate for God to move. Uh, what was going on? The Romans had built roadways to make travel more manageable. And there there was a common language and, and commerce set up. Uh, things were, were, were being reconnected. And uh, there was even a forced time of peace with no war. All of these things will be used by God for the spread of his kingdom. But at the end of the day, in his own perfect wisdom, it was simply God's divinely appointed time when he always knew he would send his son. God acted to change the condition and position of mankind. This is, this is monumental. Uh, the, the coming of Jesus Christ split time in two. Uh, they can add a BCE and a, a, a CE after the dates, but it's BC and it's AD. It split time in two in the fullness of time. Verses four and five, are, they're rich with what we call Christology. Y'all hung with me two weeks ago when we talked pneumatology. Now we're talking, uh, listen, it's rich. It's sharing crucial knowledge with us about the person and the work of Jesus. Both his, his deity and his humanity are on display in these few short verses. Jesus being sent forth alludes to the fact that he had presence with the Father prior to his advent on earth. Come on, Uh, John one puts it like this, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, he was in the beginning with God. Who are we dealing with? You gotta know the Jesus that we're dealing with here. Hebrews 5 says, watch this, consequently, When Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offering you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. Christ says, Suit me up, I'm going in. (sighs) But also, watch this from his pre existing, his pre existence and glory, he came into. A fully human born of a woman. Fully human and fully Jewish context. He came into a context uh, where where he would enter, completely abide by, and fulfill the Jewish law. Completely fulfill it. (laughs) The, The thing that people could not fulfill he showed up look at the intentionality of god in the fullness of time and this language tells us that christ was willingly sent and and came on a full-blown rescue mission for us liberation was part of his work but, but his, his purpose was also to restore. Uh, uh, to, he would return people from slavery to sonship by making official our adoption. Jesus on mission. Uh, and this is why we, we are sent people. Uh, serve ascending God in his coming, his, his coming, which included not only his, his birth. When, when Paul talks about uh, his coming and his birth, Paul is, is, is wrapping and tying up the whole, he said the whole gospel is in this. Uh, he, it includes not only his birth, but also his sacrificial death on the cross on behalf of believers. In, in, in him doing this, we are granted the status of Emancipated children. Those of age to freely take part in what God's made available. Oh, God. he upgraded us. But 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 it's more than just what Jesus does. It's and what it's more than just some legal transaction. It's not just the signing of some document on a certain date. It is a new completely new, transformed experience of intimacy with God. This is what Jesus brought about. Listen, and verse six, and because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. There's an experience. Uh, we, 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 we now have a present intimacy of relationship with God as father. There's only, I thought about this, there's only one person in the world who can call me father and I am fully accountable to respond. People can call me what they want to. But only one person, my dearest baby girl, can call me father and I am fully accountable to respond. And uh, in reverse, there is no one else on earth that she can truly call father. I'm him. Good, bad, or indifferent, I'm him. Uh, there is unbelievable intimacy in that, and this is what God set up for us. Oh, we we we're celebrating Father's Day today, and I forgot to shout out the fathers when I started. But Amen. We, we, no 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 matter the 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 experience you've had with an earthly father, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent. Nothing can compare to God as father. Don't get them mixed up with God. The, 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 the song says, it puts it, it puts it in great context. It says he's a good, good father. They couldn't figure out how to describe it, so they just said the word good twice. He's a good, good father. But and not only has he chosen to adopt you as his own and sent his son to accomplish it, instead of signing a birth certificate, uh, a scripture shows us here and in Romans 8 that God gave us, sent us his spirit to take up residence in us like a birthmark. There you go. there oh, God. There you go. P- people... That, God wanted to be sure that you were sure. People now, uh, we're, we're, we're talking the Holy Spirit again, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit. People blame all types of things on the Spirit. I want to be clear, but both words and actions that can sometimes be hard to confirm that the Spirit was in it, but here is a verified experience. It's, it's verified that this is, this is one that all believers should rightly be able to claim, that the Spirit of God is testifying to my spirit that I am a child of God. Every believer should have this we're going to pray about it later. Uh, um, uh, uh, and, and, and as the Spirit testifies to my spirit that I am a child of God, he prompts me, he helps me to call to him in all circumstances, dear Father. Uh, like, like, just like Jesus called out from the cross, there was no doubt in his intimacy and relationship. Uh, like many Uh, Saints of old have strained to sing in times of trouble. Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, whether, whether shall I go? The Holy Spirit is who moves this whole act of God from something I just Mentally accept to something that, what you say, that I know, that I know, that I know. Uh, He he, he transitions it from some mere head knowledge to heart knowledge. Uh, This relationship with God can't be just something you read, something somebody else told you about. The Spirit. brings it to life in your heart. This relationship, this intimacy. And so uh, if you were paying attention, you would see this, this work, this, this, this work is completely set in place by the triune God. <laughs> the Father, the, the, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all in agreement actively bringing people to his desired place of emancipated children. God at work can can anybody here remember being set free mm-hmm. is there anyone that, that 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 you can you can you can recall God setting you free mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would you ever want to go back never never, never, never. Paul says formally verse 8 formally When you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose slaves you want to be once more? Paul said, "You you go back, it's only one thing to go back to. You you observe days and months and seasons and years. I'm afraid I may have labored over you in vain. This is the preacher's nightmare. (sighs) Just think about everything they've gained. Think about everything we've gained. Think about everything they've gained. They are adopted with God's spirit as a constant witness in their hearts. They are heirs, lined up with full access to the best the Father will ever give. And now he says they are known by God. They are no longer like the rest of the world walking around just using God's name, name dropping God. OMG, God actually knows their name and claims them as his own. Well, what's that like? It's like the difference between seeing and waving hello to a person every day, saying that you know them, versus that person seeing you, coming over, embracing you, and asking you how you're doing. What could be worth trading all that in? Paul is having a hard time imagining that after all of this, after entering such an intimate, perfect relationship with God, these folks would start turning themselves over again to substitute masters, things and people that are not divine at all. They've gained access to the wonderful, but they're, they're being drawn back to what's weak and worthless, he says. The scripture somewhere talks about like a dog returning to vomit. After being set free from bondage, rescued by Christ himself, why would anyone surrender the rights of sonship and return themselves to the position of slaves. <clears throat> make it make sense. It's it's a strange phenomenon, though. This isn't the first place it's been addressed in the scriptures. We've seen how the children of Israel cried to go back into slavery in Egypt during the Exodus. Anybody read that? Is there a witness? Um, let me come closer. You, you may have even heard the reports of, of Harriet Tubman, how she had to hold some people she was helping free from slavery at gunpoint to prevent them from going back. You didn't read that? I'll send the article. Uh, um, this, it, in, in, in these cases, it, it, freedom was overshadowed by the fear of the future which made them forget the horror of the past, making them willing to go back to that. Thankfully, Paul says in Romans, the, the spirit we receive is not a spirit to return to fear. This is, this is like a, a nightmare for Paul as, as it would be for any pastor or leader. Imagine leading a group out of a horrible place getting them aboard a train to safety and new life only to look up as the train is pulling off to see that many of them have stepped back off the train out onto the platform and they're waving at you. I, 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 was, I, was, I was in on the Galatians with this foolishness Paul calls it. And then I realized we have to look up from the page here and ask ourselves some questions. Is there anything still holding you captive? Is there anything still holding you captive? Search, don't give the quick answer. It can be a feeling. An idea, not just a feeling of inferiority, it could be a feeling of superiority. It, it, it's enslaving. <clears throat> if, there's, if there's anything holding you captive, a couple things will be necessary. One here, we, I, see, I see it in the scripture, we have to recognize and reject bondage. We have to recognize and reject bondage. Now, now, when we read Romans chapter eight earlier, what we should have seen in that, <clears throat> when we read Romans chapter eight, is that uh, the we are uh, the whole world is waiting for us to break out the liberty of God. We are we are to be a foretaste of what God. Is providing. So it's important. But ask the question, what is it that's that's holding me? Is it God? Is it God? If the answer is yes, then it's a boundary and not bondage. We should be held by it. But if the answer is no, then ask the next question. Is it more powerful than Christ? Whatever that is, that answer is going to be no. When we recognize that, next, we need to take hold of the truth that's unleashed here in the scripture. The truth here, one, in Jesus, you are God's emancipated heir. Two, you've been released by him for a relationship with him. Amen. Take hold of this truth. And three, pray for the Holy Spirit to give you assurance of this. <clears throat> and God will seal it for you. God will seal it for you. We want to pray now, we're going to move into prayer uh, 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 for anyone that's that's needing that assurance. And we're also going to pray for anyone who's who, who hasn't received Christ. Maybe someone with us in the room, maybe someone online, um, but they desire to receive him and be set free. Let's move. Let's move into prayer. Let's look. To the almighty God who's done all of this to liberate us.